The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. For all our friends at Stories to Inspire, Hanukkah is here. I don't know about you, but this is one of my favorite Chagim, not just as children, but even as adults, to stand in front of the menorah and to bond with the light is something that I cherish. I, I count down and look forward to it every year. I want to tell you that that light means so much to Klal Yisrael. It's the light of Torah, but it's the light of the Mesirut Nefesh, that the Jewish people were ready to die in order to keep the light of Torah burning. I want to tell you about a little bit about that Mesirut Nefesh, incredible story that took place in Auschwitz and a concentration camp. Now, over the years, I'm sure you heard a lot of different stories, Hanukkah stories, that took place in concentration camps. And that's precisely the point, that all those stories testify to the very point I'm trying to make. The Mesirut Nefesh for a Jew in impossible situations. But Hanukkah, a mitzvah, Torah, is not something that we bend. We're ready to die for it. We're ready to be Moser, Nafshenu, Ayideh, Kiddush Hashem. Listen to this incredible story. So there was a young boy in the barracks, and they used to mix the ages like this. No one could really group up together and make trouble. So they would put a young boy with an old man and a few middle-aged men. That was basically a mix of the whole group in this particular bungalow that they called the barracks in Auschwitz. And this young boy, he was a very driven, very strong boy. And he decided that this year, he doesn't know how, but he's going to bring a Hanukkah light to the barracks of Auschwitz. So what does he do? He comes up with this great idea. He takes this little bag that he had, and every single day, months before Hanukkah came around, he would walk around in the mornings, and he would ask everybody for a small piece of their potato peel as a donation for a Hanukkah fund. And people had no idea what the boy was talking about, but they thought it was interesting. So every day they would give off a tiny little something of their potato peel, and they would drop it in the bag, and they would give it to this boy as he collected it from all the people in the barracks every single day. And this small little stash of potato peels, little by little, day by day, week by week, started to grow. Now it was only a few days before Hanukkah, and the boy had this stash of potato peels hidden underneath one of the wooden planks. And every morning he'd pull it out, and he'd do another collection. And now, before Hanukkah, he had a small fortune of potato peels. People are thinking, what's he going to do with it? He goes to the kitchen, and he talks to the capo. He talks to the Jew in charge, who is overseeing the kitchen. He says, listen, I'll make you a deal you can't, you can't refuse. Take this bag of potato peels. It's a fortune. And I'll trade it to you. I'll barter. I'll trade it for just a little bit of oil and some matches. Just enough for eight nights. What do you think? The capo looks at the boy. Who put these crazy ideas in your head? This is what you're thinking about in a death camp? Your mind should be on living, on surviving. Boy, who put these things in your head? The boy tried to explain to him, this is the living. This is the only way to survive. Sure enough, he makes the deal. He says, fine, if you want to give away your food. I mean, food was the most precious thing in a death camp. You want to give away your food? I'll take it. Here. He gives him the oil. He gives him the matches. And he laughs, and he sends the boy off. This boy hides it in his pajamas, makes his way back to the barracks. And that night, the first night of Hanukkah, he hides it in the empty plank underneath the floor. 
And he tells the older man who is a rabbi, he tells the rabbi of the group, says, Rabbi, you're not going to believe it. Tonight's the first night of Hanukkah. I have some oil. I have matches. Remember the potato peels that I was collecting for months? I used it. I bartered with it. And now we can have the mitzvah of Hanukkah tonight, right under the noses of the Nazis. The rabbi was elated. He said, you're a brilliant kid. You're brave. Hashem is going to bless you one day for this. He turns to everyone in the group and he tells them, you're not going to believe it. We're lighting a Hanukkah menorah tonight, the night, the first night of Hanukkah. And sure enough, that night at two o'clock in the morning, the rabbi wakes everybody up. And it's funny to say that because nobody was sleeping. When they went to bed, they only faked that they're sleeping because they were so excited that in such a dark place, they can light such a precious light. Nobody slept. And then at two o'clock in the morning, they all got out of bed. They picked up the plank and pulled out the oil with the matches. They filled up a small cup. They ripped off a piece from their pajamas and used it as a fine wick, dropped it into the oil. And the rabbi, with tears rolling down his cheeks, lit the match as everyone sat in a circle around this tiny little menorah right in the middle. And the rabbi, with all the kavana, with tears flowing, Baruch atah Hashem, lahadlik ner shel Chanukah. Baruch atah Hashem, sheasa nisim lavoteinu, bayamim ahem bazman hazeh. And then the last beracha, he couldn't believe he was making the beracha of Shechianu in a concentration camp. But how true is it? Shechianu, v'kiimanu, v'higianu. Hashem, you kept us alive. You keep us going. Bazman hazeh. And he lights the wick. And everyone in the circle was crying out of happiness. They started to not sing. That was too dangerous. But they started to hum the Ma'oz Tzor. And they all looked at this boy. And boy, did they give him a Hazaku Baruch. And they gave him a hug. It's because of you. We were able to do the most precious mitzvah in the most darkest of places. We lit up the greatest light of Klal Yisrael, the Chanukah Menorah. They let it burn for just a minute or two, just enough to be Yotzeh the Mitzvah, and then quickly they put it out. They closed it up, wrapped it up, put it back underneath that plank in the floor. Everyone dropped back into bed as if they were sleeping, and they went to sleep that night with a smile. The next night, they did it again the second night, and this time they pulled it out of the floor, and they honored the next to the oldest of the group to be the one to light the menorah, and he too started to cry. And as they hummed the Ma'oz Tzor, they couldn't believe it. The second night, they lit the menorah. And then the third night. The fourth night, the rabbi turns to this young boy and says, I feel that tonight you should be the one to light it. The fourth night is yours. The boy said, Rabbi, I, I would be fine if the other older people went. Rabbi says, no. Tonight is your night. We owe you such a hakarata tov. You gave us the opportunity. A menorah in Auschwitz on the nights of Hanukkah. Tonight is yours. Boy, was so elated. <laughs> All day he was skipping and dancing through the work. It was as if that night he was getting married. It was, it was like an unbelievable something to look forward to. That night, everyone goes to sleep and the boy was so antsy in bed. He was smiling and laughing to himself. I'm going to light the menorah tonight. I'm going to make the berachot tonight. It's my mitzvah. At two o'clock in the morning, they all jumped out of bed. 
They pulled the oil. They pulled the matches out from the floor. They sat again in a circle, and they set up the four little lights of oil. And after they ripped off the pieces of their pajamas to make the wicks, they handed the matches to the boy. And the boy looks to the rabbi with a smile, because he doesn't know the berachot by heart. And the rabbi turns and he says to him, Let's make the berachot together. Repeat after me. Baruch. The boy closes his eyes. Baruch. And just then, the doors to the barracks swing open and in charges the Nazi soldiers. They start yelling and screaming. Achtung, what's going on here? You think you can do a menorah in Auschwitz? You think you can do mitzvot over here under our nose? They grabbed the older rabbi. They grabbed the older men and they took him outside into the freezing snow. They kicked the boy to the side. They took all the older men. They took him outside to punish them. This boy, he says, no, wait, stop. This is my night. This is my menorah. This is my mitzvah. I was just about to make the biracha. You are not going to stop us. The boy runs up to the window. The window was frigid and freezing. He puts his hand on the window. Leaning on the window, he sees outside as they're dragging away the older rabbi and the men. And he screams, come back. I want to do this mitzvah. I want to light the menorah. You're not going to stop us. Baruch Atah Hashem. And the boy makes the beracha. Bahadlik ner Chanukah. Baruch Atah Hashem. Sha'asani sim lavotenu. Bayamim ahen. Bazeman hazeh. Just then the boy realizes, as he's screaming up against the window, with his hand leaning against the freezing glass, the skin on his hand gets stuck to the glass. And quickly, he pulls his hand off the glass. And there, on the glass of the window, was the imprint of his five fingers with a drop of blood on the top of each finger. The fourth light was lit. One, two, three, four. With the shamosh. That's what this mitzvah is all about. They tried to stop us. For so many years, so many came along. And so many disappeared. And Klal Yisrael is still here. We're like the oil. No matter what country, no matter what time, no matter what galut. We don't mix. We rise to the top. We sacrifice. And we light up the world with our Torah. Happy Hanukkah. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.